Amen. So this morning, we want to look at another reason why we are overcomers. Another reason why the Lord has called us overcomers. Uh, and we want to just enjoy that together this morning. And I want to say the reason we are called overcomers is because of the word of God that is in us. The word of God abiding in us and spoken by us. The word of God abiding in us and spoken by us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. By the reason of the word of God, we are overcomers. And we will be singing. And I'm not just talking about the word just written in the Bible and kept on the pages of the paper there. I'm talking about the world that has entered into you when you are speaking with your own mouth. Hallelujah. Now, are you Amen. following me at all? If you are following, yes, you give your hand at me because that's an exciting topic for me. Amen. 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 So we are going to look at what the scripture says for those in whom the word of, the word of God abides. First mm. John chapter 2 from verse 12, and I read, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Amen. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. And uh, don't just put young, I mean, don't just think we are talking about uh, Young men, it, it, that's in the generic sense. It could be young woman, whoever you are. And I want to see how many people still consider themselves as young, young women and men here. If you think yeah, of yourself, yeah. one, just wave your hand at me. Nearly fifty-five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm uh, still a young, a young man. And, I am a young person. No. And even grandmama is still a young woman. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. The two grandmamas I'm saying now, they are still young women. Amen. 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 So they are included Amen. in those who have overcome. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You get the point I'm making? Yes. Very, very important to know. Because when you begin to consider yourself too old, no. It brings, there is, a, there is something it brings. Because you see, the Bible says those who be planted in the house of God, even in old age, they will, flesh, they will be flourishing, they will be bearing fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better days are ahead of the grandmas here in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So let's go on now. He says, I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I'm writing, I've written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Can you see the declaration this morning? That we Amen. have overcome the wicked one. Amen. Because of the word of God abiding, resident in us. Mm. 
So by the reason of the abiding word of God, the scripture says we have overcome. The abiding word of God. The word that we have hidden in our heart. The word that is stored in our heart. The word that is there within our soul. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. By the reason of it, we have overcome. (laughs) Because the word of God makes us strong. The word of God makes us strong. In whoever the word of God abides is strong. Are you you getting this? Yes, sir. In that strength that the word of God gives is our victory. So that's the first thing I want us to know. The abiding word of God. Can someone turn to me to John chapter 8 verses 31 and 32? Still talking about this word of God abiding in us. How it gives us victory. How it makes us victorious. If you have the word of God in you, children, you have overcome already. You know something of the word of God inside of you that gives you victory. You will always be victorious no matter what the devil does. It gives us victory. And I'll be telling you the diverse dimension of it, but let's talk, talk about that John 8, 31 and 32 because of something relevant there that we just want to make sure we, we quickly get. And I may ask uh, for a passion translation to be read for me of that verse. The other one is too long because of our time. I just want to save time. That's why I didn't go into reading the Passion Translation of that. But if it's a short verse, I want to see how the Passion puts it. Now, yes, John 8, 31 to 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold if you hold to my teaching, you are really my discipline, disciplines. Then you will know the truth and the truth will be set you free. Amen. Amen. To the yes. Jews who believe in him, he said, if my word abides in you, then you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Amen. The truth will declare you free. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The truth of the word of God will turn on your heart and you will be free. Amen. Just like Sister Amaka said, she just trustingly remember. She might not have quoted any verse of the scripture and said, no, I'm not supposed to be here. This is this doesn't belong to me. Are you getting me? Uh, yes. It's the word of God that shows I should not be in bondage. He said, for it, is for, it was for freedom Christ has set us free. No, no, not Is it not true? Yes. That's what the scripture says. So if you simply say, no, bondage is not for me. Mm-hmm. I cannot be imprisoned because I'm already set free. And if the sun shall make me free, I'll be free indeed. So captivity is not, my, it's not for me. Hallelujah. Amen. The scripture tells us and says, stand fast in the liberty where Christ, where Christ has set you free. If you just remember that and say, no, captivity is not for me. 
this is not for It was enough to say, okay, he knows his right, or she knows her right. So the Jews who believe in him said, if you continue in my word, then you will discover, you will know the truth. If the word of God abides in us, the truth of the word of God will turn on us in every occasion and in every situation. And wherever the truth of God dawns on the heart of a man, is a free man. And I'm challenging us. Let's continue, and that's where I'm going to charge us later. Let's continue to store the word of God inside us. Let's continue to meditate on the word of God, ensuring that we have the word of God abundant in our hearts. Because that is the instrument of deliverance for us. For if the Son shall make us free, we'll be free indeed. Amen. Read the Passion Translation of that verse, Mark. John 8, 31, 32. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. Amen. So the Amen. word of God himself, it emanates freedom. It just releases more freedom, more liberty for you. From within, you just got, I'm free. I am free. And I'm free indeed. Amen. Amen. Are you getting the point I'm making? Yes, sir. Um, okay, maybe I shouldn't give this, this testimony yet. Let's just go on. Um, so that is the one I want you to, I just want you to note that scripture as we take yet another scripture to see how the word of God makes us, you know, gives us victory. Because it is victory to see chain fall off your hand, to see affliction disappear simply because of a revelation from Amen. the Amen. Let's still look at this abiding word, the word of God abiding in us. Then we'll talk about the word of God we speak. You know, I said, the word of God abiding in us and the word of God spoken by us. In both ways, we have victory. There are certain words you don't even need to upset anything. You just, revelation just dawned in your spirit. Say, wow, I found it. Are you getting me? Immediately, you just see liberty comes into your heart. That's what he's talking about. Say, it releases more freedom, more liberty into you. You have not said anything. You just saw it. Wow, I found it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that has happened to you before. So the, it's done. And I want us to be excited. You see the way I'm excited now? I want us to be excited about the word of God. Amen. We must, it is time to add passion to the world. And that's why I like Passion Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Passion to the word of God. Let people know that, look, we have discovered something. And I speak to children, to young people, 
listening to me, to young people here, be passionate about the word of God. Amen. Let's not be something we have to do and read the Bible. Just be passionate about it. Just pray and say, God, I want to be passionate about your word. I want to love your word. I want to read it. I want to digest it. Because wherever the word of God is in you, if no matter where you go, on this planet Earth, wherever that may be, you will always, always, always overcome the wicked one. Amen. 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 And so this morning, I speak passion into the heart of everyone Amen. and young people. Love for the word of God. Passion for the word of God. Amen. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. It is the instrument of liberty. And that's why I like the twins. I like them. Because they, they develop something about the word of God in them. That's yes and task. I hope you remember that when we are still in the building, there are days they will say they have something, a word of God to read for us. And I'm praying that all the youth, all the young people here will, be, will have appetite for the word of God. Because that's what is going to give you the strength needed for the journey ahead. Wake up in the morning, grab the word of God. Take a dose of it before you, you set out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> As a doctor, I'm making a prescription now. I say, take a dose of it. <laughs> It will do you good. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Still talking about this word of God abiding in us. Now, it gives us victory. John chapter 15. Verse 7. Read it from Passion first, then we'll go to, I'll read it from another, another translation. Seven. Verse 7. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you. And if my word lives powerfully, powerfully, powerfully. If my word lives powerfully within you, yes. Then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. It will be done. Amen. So why, how does the word of God make us, we talk about revelation of the truth that brings liberty. We are now looking at the powerful word of God dwelling inside of us. And what that does for us is, it gives us guarantee of answer prayers. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. So prayers will be answered. The abiding word of God gives us assurance that whatever we call upon the Lord for, in line with the word of God that is residing inside of us, we are sure of answer. That is victory in itself, isn't it? Amen. You call on God and God answers you in whatever situation, that is victory. Amen. Amen. So if my word abides in you powerfully, my translation says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, 
you will have whatsoever you desire and it shall be done for you. It shall be done for you. You won't struggle in the place of prayer. Amen. Amen. Say so you will call and I will answer. Amen. May the word of God abide richly inside of us in Jesus' name. Abiding word of God. How else does the abiding word of God inside of us, how does it help us to gain victory? We have said answer prayers. Whether it is about a situation, whether it's about a circumstance, whether it's about an oppression, whether it's about a sickness, whether it's about whatever a lack, a need. He said, if my word abides in you, if you have a place for my word inside of you, your prayers will always be answered. Come with me to Psalm 50, if I'm not wrong. Psalm 50 tells us something about that about what, just to explain some of the things in which the answer to prayers can come as victory for us. In every way, your prayer is answered as victory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because there are those who have cried to the Lord in that same dimension, who have cried to other people, maybe not the Lord, to other things, and they never got answered. He said, look at it, verse, uh, I'll read from verse 14 to 15. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Look at verse 15. Psalm 50, Psalm 50, Psalm 50, not 15, 50. 50. It says, and then verse 15, verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. That's answer prayer, isn't it? Amen. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Brothers and sisters, as long as we live in this world, there will always be a day of trouble. Uh-huh. But he said, in the day of trouble, if we call upon him with his word abiding in us, victory is guaranteed. Amen. Call upon me in the day of trouble. and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. How does Passion put it? Honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. Cry aloud to me, and I will be there to rescue you. I heard. Can you see that word? I like this, 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 this Passion Bible. I will be there to rescue. <laughs> you, know, you know what it takes to rescue? Rescue exercises are very dangerous exercises. Even in our world, if, if, if a mighty nation holds you captive and another country says, we'll go and rescue, we'll go on a rescue mission. It's dangerous both for those coming to rescue and for the person they are coming to rescue. But he said, I, God, will come and do that for you. Remember how he did it in Egypt? Yes. Nothing, nothing could stop him. You remember how he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Amen. You remember how he did it for Daniel in the lion's den? That's victory. Are those not examples of overcoming? Yes. It is. Yes, it is. So that's how answer prayers can become 
can be, of course, our weapon for overcoming, really. It's our weapon for triumph. Prayer, our weapon for triumph. But it has to be with the word of God abiding inside of us. It has to be the word of God residing inside of us, kept within us. I've never seen a great intercessor, a great prayer warrior who does not have the word of God abiding in them. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 How else does this abiding word of God give us victory? Or what else does it give us victory over? Turn with me Psalm, to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. In Psalm 119, it says Psalm 119. In Psalm 119, I'm just going to read... <clears throat> what that is. Um, yes? Okay. Sorry. It's just because I'm not on the verse yet. I'll come back to this one. It says, um, yeah. Verse, let's go to verse uh, 9. Can somebody read verse 9 for me and then jump to verse 11. We can take it from any translation, really. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? Hmm. By living according to your word. Okay. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen. Amen. So, which means the word of God helps us to overcome sin. The word of God abiding in a man helps them to overcome sin. Helps them to overcome temptation. The word of God. The word of God inside of us will help us to overcome sin, will help us to overcome temptation. The word of God. Start within. Because it will be foolish to say, you want to gain victory over the devil when sin is resident with you. Mm -hmm. You get the point? No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. The word of God. The word of God. Is this point clear? Yes, sir. Does any other translation put it differently? That's verse 9 and verse 11. Yeah, I've got it in the, in the Passion. Uh, how can a young man stay pure? Only by living in the word of God and walking in its truth. Um, mm, only by walking in, in, living in the word of God, living in it is your home. You live in the word of God. I'm still wondering now how we do that. But you can live inside the word of God. Amen. Live within the provision, the boundaries Amen. of the word of God. The word of God then becomes like a wall around you. 
It's a garrison. Amen. <laughs> you, you get the point I'm making this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Inside the word of God. Yes, go on. My brother to verse 11. 11, I consider your prophecies to be my greatest treasure and I memorize them and write them on my heart to keep me from committing sins, treason against you. Can you see that? Your prophecy, your prophetic word. I'll tell you something. Let's just note that word prophecy, your prophetic word. Because there's a scripture I didn't even have in mind, but this has led me to it. To see how keeping the word of God inside of us gives us victory. Okay, I find it. This charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you, that by them, you may wage the good warfare. Hallelujah. That by this word of prophecy that has been spoken over your life, if you keep them within you, they will help you in waging a good warfare. Another way to see it is that they help you in, in waging a victorious warfare. Like Amen. I said, Amen. the Christian life is a warfare. But if we keep the prophetic word, you keep on, you keep your eyes on the prophetic word that has come to you as a person. Whether you received it personally from the word of God or somebody spoke it over you, it's the same. Anytime you remind God of that, I say, God, but this is your prophetic word over me. Victory will come because God cannot deny himself. Amen. The Lord told us we will fight a good, a good fight. Say, so fight the good fight of faith. Then, but hold tightly to the word of prophecy that has been spoken over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how it helps us. Having the word of God stored in us gives us victory because it bubbles up. And the word of God includes the prophetic word that has published an individual. And that's why any prophetic word somebody gives me, I keep it. If, I, if I've tested it and I know it is true, if it's not true, I simply say, okay, thank you and leave it. But if I have tested it and I've proven it to be true word of God coming, not just the one I've discovered myself from the word, I keep it. I keep it. Someone I wasn't expecting just yesterday morning, early in the morning, you know, called me up. He said, friend, I said, oh, surprisingly, I don't, when I dream, I don't remember them. Just yesterday. But I had a dream and he shared the dream with me. So I woke up and I remember it. And I thought I should just call you. This is someone I've not seen face to face for years and years. Perhaps maybe the last time I saw him must be 20, maybe 30 years ago. Wow. 
we were classmates in the medical school. But since we left medical school, I'm not sure I've set my hands on him. So, and I said, mm, we talked about other things. I asked about family. We talked and talked about some of those things. As he was going again, he said, remember this dream that I've shared with you? I said, I've, I've heard you and I've kept it. <laughs> because I knew, I knew the dream he shared with me. It's a significant dream. Very significant one. And it was so significant to him that I felt I must, I must call him. And tell him. You understand what I'm talking about? And I said, I've had you. And I've had you. Well, I've had you. So, and I thank him and he left. So I'm just talking about how words come to us that we keep in our hearts because they are saying something about us. Amen. Amen. So, and you, you know how the, the prophetic vision that God gave Joseph helped him through his difficulties in life, made him victorious at every point. He was to be killed, that prophetic vision saved him. Are you getting it? Because he has shared that prophetic vision. And it will, be, it, will be, it will not be right for God to deny the word that he has already shared with his brothers. Because then how will it be fulfilled? Because what they are actually fighting is, we want to see how this will be fulfilled. And because it is from God, it has to be fulfilled. So they say, let us kill him. Let's use his blood. And oh no, they said, we can't do that. We cannot. So let's just put him inside the pit. If something happened to him there, well, we, we have not laid our hand on him. Then instead of him being there and dying there, some people were passing and somebody said, ah, it would be good to make a gain out of this boy. What will we, are we going to gain by killing him? But if we sell him, we'll have a little money to buy bread when we are going home. <laughs> we'll buy sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So they, they collected the money. So, but they were pushing him nearer to, to the prophetic vision. Amen. Closer and closer. Amen. The other woman felt, let me lie against her since she has, he has refused to do what I wanted mm. and he will, he will die inside that prison. Yeah. And there, the prophetic words still kept him alive. Hallelujah. He came to prison, he overcame everything, mm. and he got to where God wanted him to get to. Amen. He to your destination. Amen. Your life alive. And as Amen. I'm now, and I'm speaking to all of us, Amen. and as I'm speaking now, I'm praying that the Lord will awaken the prophetic Amen. word that has been spoken to you. Some of them. You, are, you have almost forgotten them. I yeah. pray that they will revive this morning yeah. in your heart, in my heart, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Are you following this? this, yes, this morning? Yeah, is, this, is this what making sense to us this morning? It is. That's Amen. the power. That's the power of the abiding world. Amen. 
the power of the abiding word. Amen. The word of God dispels darkness in front of us. Amen. Because the word of God is said to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. 119. 119. That's 105. Verse 105. Psalm 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is capable of clearing my immediate darkness and confusion is show me the future that belongs to me. Amen. The word of God. Hallelujah. May we be excited about the word of God concerning us in Jesus. Amen. Now, how else do we overcome by the word of God, like I said? Of course, the word of God is described as the sword of the spirit. Yeah, the sword of the spirit. It's the sword of the spirit. Amen. It is sharper than any other to add all. So the word of God is a sword of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 6. Somebody to read verses 14 to 17 for me. Anyone can read that. The word of God. The sword of the spirit. And I like the way Passion Bible puts it. The Passion Bible puts that particular verse. But we can read from verse 14 to 17 for context. But verse 17 specifically you know, I got, that's the verse I said I read from the Passion Bible this morning. It specifically describes the word of God in a way that I want you to understand how actually it, is, it, it, gives us, it gives us victory. We have talked about the word of God abiding in us. Then we'll see another dimension of it that, that we can read now. Okay, go ahead. In a Passion 14, put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Like, wow. <laughs> Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Amen. Like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Amen. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The razor sharp, very, very sharp. The razor sharp, rather. Amen. The powerful 
razor sharp spoken word of God. That's the word I'm looking for. Spoken. Pronounced. Spoken. Wherever that word is spoken, it gives victory. It cuts. You remember by what means Jesus overcame in the wilderness? It is written. It is written. Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is written. written. By the power of it is written, there will always be victory. Are you following the point I'm making? Yes, sir. There will always be victory. By the power of it is written. When you remember the written word of God and you speak it with your own mouth, the word of God is not just abiding there. We speak it out into a situation. We speak it out into circumstances. We speak it out. It gives us triumph. Just this morning, I woke up. Something... Uh, came across... And I woke up and I took the word of God. I left upstairs, I came downstairs, I opened that word of God on the, on the table. I read it to myself. I read one chapter and I go ahead to another place and I read just two verses there because they are relevant. And I began to, and I began to stand on what it says and I began to declare it around. I began to declare it around. It was something that necessitated that I should go from, from one room to the other. <laughs> just declaring it, just proclaiming it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what I needed to do. And peace came. Hallelujah. Amen. It, has to. it has to. That's the power of it is written. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you can find that it is written, the victory is sorted. Amen. Sorted. It is written. That's the word. It is written. And I'm praying that we'll begin to speak forth the word of God. Amen. Even in adverse circumstances. Because this is the way we overcome. Mm. Let's continue to pronounce it. it will, the Bible says, say unto the righteous, it is well with you, it will be well with you. So I say to myself, I say to my family, I say to my children, it will be well with you, it is well with you. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Mm. So I'm just using that as an example. That doesn't necessarily mean what that was what I was saying in the morning, but I'm just talking about a simple word you can pick. The enemy kept on telling you something will go wrong. No, the scripture says it will be well. It will be well with me. Nothing will go wrong. Are you following me? I yes, keep sir. declaring it. We keep on speaking it and declaring it. A common one, we, we all know. I'm sure everybody here knows. 
I shall not die but live to declare the works of God. So we keep on pronouncing it, 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 declaring it. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Confess it to yourself until it sinks down within you that this is the truth concerning my life. It prevails, it wins. As I'm speaking, I'm sure something is quickened inside of somebody. Rather than accepting blindly what the enemy is saying, and you keep on helping the enemy to rehearse it, find something different to say. I've seen several of us, too many of us, supporting what the enemy is saying. We keep on saying the same thing the devil is saying. Ah, the devil said this. The devil, I, I know there's something God has said. Amen. That trumps whatever the enemy has said. Amen. Amen. Did you get this point? We have made this point. Yes, the spoken word of God. Just speak it. Just speak it. Speak it with your mouth. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their own testimony, the word of their own declaration of what God has done. And that's not, I'm not, I'm not regulating testimonies like once we are given this morning. No, that's not what I'm saying. But testimony actually is about what God has done. Amen. Whether for you or in the scriptures, or he has done for others. Say, God did this, so he will do it again. Are you getting me? Is the, it's an account, testimony is an account of what God has accomplished. If I begin to recount and say, Satan, the Lord conquered you on the cross of Calvary. Amen. So there's no, there's no rising up for you. That battle was finished. I'm making a testimony. That's a declaration. Amen. By stripes, I was in. So there's not going to be room for sickness in this body. There's not going to be room for diseases in this body. It's not going to happen. Am I declared by the power in the name of Jesus? Are you following me? That's confession we are talking about because it is it has happened. It's a testimony. It's a record of what God has done. At this point, I'm sure we are getting this point because I have to round up somewhere now. Yes, yes. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. I want you to, to go home cherishing this word of God. Amen. Amen. God has given it to us for victory, for triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah tells us the, the word we have just read now in uh, Ephesians 6, verse 17 says, It's a sharp sword. There's nothing it cannot cut through. Can somebody read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 for me? And I'll round up with what Jeremiah said concerning the word of God. And once we get this, we pray. And we'll go forward from today using the word of God appropriately as a light to clear every, day, every confusion, 
as a means of getting our liberty from the devil. Yesterday, let me give that testimony I said I wanted to give as we ran up. You know, I was somewhere, I was invited to minister somewhere. You know, I, I, I done what God would have me do and there were other men of God who did what God would have them do. A most senior man, man, man of God called me later in the night and said, you know, you know, just to comment on what I've just, just to appreciate what God has just spoken through me. And I said, look, he said, there are many, this is the word he said, and that's why I'm, I'm actually interested in rehearsing it. He said, look, there are many deliverance ministration people say they are doing that are not necessary. Yes. If, if this kind of word can go to them, can get to, their, to them. Are you getting me? Amen. There are deliverance people say, okay, let's come, let's lay, maybe Mark may not, may, may, may not have met people like that who say, let's, you know, all they are talking about is a, let's come and lay hand on you and do deliverance for you and today, tomorrow, they do the same thing. Mm. You know, are you getting me? But yes. they're not saying yes. that, look, some of those things are not even necessary mm. if this kind of world mm. goes out to the heart of people. And that that's what it does. It wants people to say this kind of word of God mm. for themselves and they will be free. Yeah. Plus, there are there's enormous power yeah. in the word of God yes. that can set anyone free. Amen. Anyone, anyone, anyone at all. And that's why this church is word-based, word-based. Because the word of God equips us for victory anywhere, any day, anytime. Amen. That's why we don't joke with it. Amen. We want everyone, every child to understand it. It's an empowerment for victory. Amen. Hebrews 4, verse 12. We have to close. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joint and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart nothing in all creation is hidden from god's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him amen. to whom we must give account amen praise god amen. the word of god is active and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Cuts asunder to the dividing of the bone and marrow. Joints and marrow, soul and spirit, and it's a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. That's how powerful the word of God is. Amen. The Jeremiah I wanted to refer to, I can't read it because our time is up. See, the word of God is like, is like uh, you know, a hammer. It's like a fire that burns. It can strike anything and it will break it over. It's like a hammer. And it's like fire. It burns. It burns sharks away. 
It burns things and it purifies. It cracks walls down. The word of God. The word of God can be spoken to a world and it will shatter it. Amen. If Jesus says, you know, if you say to this mountain, be moved. And you don't doubt in your heart, it definitely will be moved. So the word of God can uproot, the word of God can do many things. Break barriers down. Hallelujah. That is the power of the word of God. Amen. If we go forth from here, trusting and relying on this, on the power of this word. May the power of this word be real to each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Equipping us. Amen. Always. Amen. In all circumstances and in all situations. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And finally, this is the charge I said I'm going to leave with us as we go this afternoon. Colossians 3.16. And I'll just read it. No, no much comment about it. To be honest, because it said it's self-explanatory, and we have to close here. Uh, Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen: Let the word of God dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of God dwell in your heart richly. Shall we bow down our heads as we pray together?